Welcome to the Stockdale UCC podcast. We hope that you are encouraged and find deeper purpose and meaning in your walk with Christ. If you would like more information about Stockdale United Christian Church, please visit us at stockdaleucc.org. Psalms chapter 34. So Thursday night, it was uh, when life is sad, God is good, right? This was the scripture. For that it says this, the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as be a, of a contrite spirit. Contrite uh, means crushed. Okay. Now, verse nineteen. This was not part of our, um, not part of you know our verse there. But verse nineteen, I, I want to draw your attention to this because this really has stuck out to me. It says this: Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivereth him out of all, out of them all. When life is sad, God is good, right? You know, that's kind of a, a hard concept to really wrap our minds around. Uh, if, if things are good, we expect to see good things happening, don't we? Uh, you know, we, we always judge... Uh, how things are by the circumstances that we're in. It's just, it's human nature. We, we judge the quality of life. We judge the quality of things going on by the current circumstances that we're facing. But one of the things we have to understand is the way that by our nature we judge things being good is not the same thing or not the same criteria that God uses to judge if something is good. There's a scripture that says, All things work together for good to them that love God and are the called according to His purpose. It's a scripture that, that to us, we think, oh, all things are good if you love God. But that's not what the scripture said. It says that all things are working for good or towards good. They're leading us in, in the direction of good. They're working out something good. But it doesn't mean that everything <coughs> that we run into, every situation or circumstance that we come across in life, is going to be good. As a matter of fact, the scripture we read in Psalms, it says quite the opposite. It says, many are the afflictions of the righteous. How about that? That's not the kind of scripture we want to hear on a Sunday morning, is it? Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the second half, it says, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. Many. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But it doesn't mean that God isn't going to deliver. Our, uh, so, you know, and, and I'm, I'm going to kind of rehash Thursday night for you just a little bit. Thursday, on my way to church, to VBS, I was listening, I... I I've told you guys, I listen to a lot of preaching, different preachers and different things. I was listening to one of my favorite preachers. I hadn't listened to him for a while, and I, I picked him up, and he was preaching a sermon, and the title of the sermon was, Drop That Bag. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he's, he's, he's good. You ought to hear him sometime. He's, his name's Reggie Dabbs. Uh, he's actually a, 
I've talked to talked about him before, but he travels around. He goes to schools. He's a, a motivational speaker for schools. Now, when he's in schools, he can't say anything about Jesus, you know, but he goes in, he talks to the schools. Now, he's a preacher, though. When you hear him, man, he preaches the gospel and he has an amazing testimony. And he says, you know, uh, he goes into school and he's giving these kids love. He said they get on the Internet and they Google and they check him out. It doesn't take him very long to figure out he's a preacher and, and hear what it is he has to say. But but I love listening to sermons. And, and he was talking to the sermon, drop that back. And I'm listening to it. And it's exactly what we're talking about uh, in our thing on Thursday night. So, I come in, I talk to Stephen uh, later. I said, yeah, this, this thing that I did here um, tonight, it was based on a sermon I heard on my way here in the car. But he was talking about, and, and we kind of done this illustration. I'll, you have to visualize it because I didn't get the rocks and everything this morning. But, well, I had two bags, you know, a bag that kind of had some rocks. And, and I, I had one of the kids hold the bag. And they sit there and they held the bag, they just held out in front of them. It wasn't real heavy, had a few rocks. And I started talking about some of the different things that they go through in life. Some of the different experiences they have. You know, someone says something mean to you or, or something goes wrong. And, and, you know, here I am, I got a group of adults. You guys have a lot of experience. You've been through a lot of things. You've had sad situations, hurtful situations. You've had disappointment. You face sorrow. You've, you've felt things uh, that have happened in your life. You've had disappointments. You've had things that, and, and you know, I was kind of describing because I pull out some different size rocks. And you got, you know, maybe the, the person you thought was your best friend uh, said something bad about you. And I kind of put that rock in the bag. And, and, you know, that, that was a little bigger rock. I said, well, you thought she was going to get an A on, on, on this uh, test, but you ended up getting a B. And I used a little rock for that. But I asked him the question. I said, you know, because I would throw the rocks in. I said, can you tell a difference in the weight? I'm like, no, no, I really can't. So what I did is I said, so, but every day you add disappointment, you add uh, sorrow, you, you add these, these things that, that come up in your life, maybe, maybe compromises that you make in your life, things you said you wouldn't do, but you did, things that you never intended to do, but you, you did them, and then situations that presented, places you find yourself that devastate your life. I said, and they just, over time, you just keep adding rocks. So I switched bags. I said, here's this bag. And this bag had more rocks. And I said, now, how about that? Is that, is that pretty heavy? Yeah, this one was pretty heavy. And you'll find that you and I, listen, we go through life. And there is, for us in life, there, there, there's a heaviness. Man, you're just going through life. And, and because of the, the, the things that happen to you, maybe the things that you do, the things that you experience, we start carrying around a weight. Now, we don't realize it because it's happened a little bit at a time and a little bit at a time. But gradually throughout our life, we're carrying more and more and more and more weight. And it's heavy and, and we don't even really know how heavy the burden that we're carrying around in our life is. I said, but then one day, something really big happens. One day, something huge happens. You lose somebody. You mess up big. And I, I'm, I'm looking at a group of adults and the kind of mistakes that you and I maybe have experienced or seen or been around are a lot bigger than the mistakes maybe some of these little kids have had the opportunity to experience. But we, we know what mistakes are. We know what addiction looks like, right? We know what homes that are destroyed look like. We, 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 we've seen the effects and the devastation. And, and, and I just happened to have this big rock. And I grabbed this big rock. 
and I took it and I stuck it in the bag, and that rock was real big. And that rock was so big, it was almost impossible for some of these kids to carry it around. And I asked them this question. I said, can you imagine carrying this around all the time? All the time, lugging all this weight? See, that is not, listen, that's not, that's not how a Christian needs to, ought to be living our life. You, you realize that, right? Bad things happen. Sad things happen. Scary things happen. Right? All those things happen and we experience all those things. There are times in our life that we're devastated. There are times in our life that we go through situations, circumstances that we did not expect. We wasn't looking for. We had hoped would never happen. But we're in them. We're there. But what we have to understand is even in our worst situation, God is good. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivereth him out of them all. I want to read a scripture. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4. And I want you to understand. See, the, the, the lesson of that night was the presentation of the cross. It wasn't just about when life is sad, God is good, but it was a presentation of the cross and of Jesus and what Jesus died to do. You know what He died to do? He died to empty your bag. He died to take your bag on Himself. He died to take your sorrow and your pain on Him. Isaiah 53, verse 4 says, Surely He hath borne our griefs, and carried our sorrows. Did you catch that? I want to read that again because you may have been here this morning and you thought, well, he's just kind of pulling the straws. That's not really in the Bible that Jesus came to take all of our stuff away and he came to do that for us. And, you know, that, that's, uh, no, I'm, I got to deal with this all on my own. I got to do it all by myself. I'm alone. There's no one that can help. There's no relief I can get from this. It's just me all alone. But let me read it to you one more time. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Not born like he birthed them, but born like he is. He's loaded them on his back. Surely he hath borne our grief and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Verse 5, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement or punishment of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Verse 6. All we like sheep have gone astray, and we have turned every one to his own way. And that Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. God is good all the time. God is good even, listen. You know, sometimes we, we and I was thinking this week, we was talking about the Passover 
And in, in the, on the, the second night, we was talking about the Passover. And the Passover, it was that, that final plague that got sent. And, and the, the Passover was, was when the, uh, basically the death angel came through all of Egypt. And the, the people of Israel were commanded, they were commanded to take a, a lamb... And to bring it into their home. And that lamb was going to stay there a few days. And then on a certain day that they were to kill that lamb. And they were to take the blood of the lamb. And they were to take that and paint it across the doorpost and the lintel. Basically on the, the sides of the doorpost. You know, and, and something that we, we... Basically what happened that night is the death angel came over. And as he passed by anybody who had the blood of the lamb on the doorpost. The angel of death would pass over... And, and when the angel of death would pass over, that, that home would be safe. But anyone who didn't have the blood, that the firstborn in that household would die. Now we read that story and something that all week, I'm, I'm sitting there and, 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 and I'm reading through these things and something just pops into my head and I'm like... Well, that's interesting. I never really thought about that. And I've just been kind of chewing on it in my mind all week and rolling around. You ever have a thought about something? You just kind of roll it around and you're thinking on it and around it and, and through it and trying to get your mind wrapped around it. And one of the things that just kept popping out to me is that wasn't all of the story. Because that lamb, even though that lamb, they, they slayed the lamb and they put the blood on the doorpost, there was, there was another command and they were supposed to take the lamb. And they were supposed to roast it on the fire. And they were supposed to eat it, every bit of it. And, and the thought just came, uh, came to me all week is that how, how we're, we're good with the blood of the lamb. And, and as a church, we're used to, to relying on the blood of the lamb. But there is more to the lamb than the blood. There's more to what Jesus wants to do in our life than just save us from our sins. That's a big part of it. Don't get me wrong. But surely he hath borne our sorrows. He wants to take your sorrow. Amen. He was wounded for our transgressions. But listen to this. The chastisement or the punishment of our peace. The punishment that brought us peace. The punishment, it just doesn't seem like, like peace would come from punishment, but that's what the scripture says. The, the punishment of our peace was upon him. They were commanded to, to come in and they were to eat all of it. And, and you know what? And, and this is what I thought was, was interesting. If, if, A, if you read the story, they weren't allowed to water it down. Because they couldn't put it in a pot and boil it. And I'll tell you why. There's a lot of churches out there today that are trying to water down the lamb. Amen? Yeah. Amen? Yeah. But they weren't allowed to. It had to that when they roasted it, they had to roast it directly on the fire. Amen? Now you're looking at this and you're like, wow, there's a lot of preaching in that. But that's not where I'm going this morning. A lot of points. Right? But the other thing, and here's, here's what was interesting, is, is if, if there was... If there was more lamb than there was people to eat it. You know what they were supposed to do? Bring the neighbors over. Amen? That's what it said. Is it, is it listen, count, figure out how many people you've got. Because when, when you kill this lamb, you say, I don't want anything left of the lamb. You've got to take it all. Invite some people in. Bring them into the house so they can have the lamb too. But don't let it go to waste. 
And this morning, I want you to know that that's the mission of the church is not to let the lamb go to waste. We have to understand the provision. God is good. And we have to understand the provision that God has made for us. And it's not just for us that are sitting in the house, but whatever's left. And I'm telling you, we have a lamb of God without spot and without blemish who shed his blood for us. And that living, uh, that, that living testament that was made in Jesus Christ through his body and through his blood. Amen. Now, some of you guys, and this sounds familiar. His body and his blood. Wasn't well, that that communion thing we do? Absolutely, that's what we did. And you know what that was? They were sitting at the Passover feast. Right? That's the story we just read. And he sat there and he's with his disciples and he breaks the bread and he says, Take it, I want you to eat it. This is my body of the new covenant. And then he gives him the drink. He said, I want you to drink this because this is my blood of the New Testament. Some of y'all are getting this. It's starting to click a little bit. This is good stuff, isn't it? We're, We're connecting some dots here this morning. And Jesus was standing there and he was he was offering them this food. And he's telling them, listen. You got the bread. You've got the wine, but I'm the lamb. Listen, for you and I, we need to get it in our mind this morning that what Jesus wants for us is for us to have all of him. God is good. You know why God is good? It's because He did more for us. Listen, and, and, and I, know, I know that there are some people who are sitting here this morning that, that you're listening to this and you're like, hmm, that's interesting. But I want to get past the point of interesting and I want it to be something that, that you, you start to think about and it starts to make some sense in, in, in your mind. That Jesus has a bigger plan for your life than just being saved. Than just getting to heaven. He has a bigger plan for you than just putting the blood on the doorpost. He wants you to have all of him. This morning, if if you're in the middle of a, a troubling time, you need Jesus. You do, you need him. And you know what? He'll be there because he's good. If things are scary right now. You don't know what's going to happen. You need Jesus. And you know what? He'll be there. Why? Because he's good. You're going through a lot of changes. That was one of our other nights, right? Going through a lot of changes. Everything seems like it's different. You don't know what's going to happen next. Let me tell you, I feel like a, my, my whole life is just always just something new coming along, some kind of change, and just about the point where I start to feel comfortable with how things are. God's like, nope, it's time for some change. But when things are changing, God is good. Why? Because He's there with me in the change. When life is sad, God is good. When life is sad, God is good. When life's unfair, oh boy, 
Life's never unfair, is it? A lot of people get hung up on that. Well, why that person isn't a good person? Why it would seem like always good things happen to them? I don't know. But I'm not real hung up on it because when life's unfair, God's still good. Amen. And you know, I think night five, this, this was my favorite one. When life is good, God is good. How about that? Because sometimes life is good. Sometimes life is good. And you know what? Every once in a while, it scares me. Have you ever sit back and you're like, wow, things are going really good, and you just get scared all of a sudden? Yeah. You're just waiting for the hammer to fall, ain't you? You're like, oh, things are good. <gasps> things are good. <laughs> that's no. That, that, that's the kind of, we, you can tell. Listen, you can tell that we're kind of addicted to worry. Because when we have nothing to worry about, we're worried because we know something's coming soon. Right? Amen? Amen. Amen. We, we need to just sit back and life is good, God is good. And learn to enjoy. We can't even enjoy. We, we're so, we're so uh, addicted to self-control, uh, controlling every situation, every moment, and working things out, and planning ahead, and making sure everything's this way and that way, that we can't even relax when life is good. We need to take a step back and learn to live in the moment a little. Well, this moment is good. God is good. And I'm just, I'm going to enjoy this moment. Instead of worrying about the next thing that's going to come. The next thing will come. Yes, it will. But it ain't here yet. Enjoy today. He went through what he went through. So you and I wouldn't have to alone. He went through what he went through. So you and I wouldn't have to alone. Even in the worst possible situation you can think of, it doesn't change the goodness of God and who He is. This morning as we stand, for those of you who didn't make, make it to VBS, you got VBS in a nutshell. We could get a, get a song this morning. But it, you know, just in my heart, I, I just, it's been in my heart as, as we've been talking about God being good and, and all these things. And I just, I thought to myself, how, how often do we not rely on God in those very situations that God purposely told us that he was there for us in? When we read Isaiah chapter 53, he purposely tells us that he has borne our sorrows. That Jesus carried our grief. Specifically, tells us that. And a lot of times we ignore that. We get in the middle of our grief and our sorrow and, and, and we just... We get so down deep in the middle of it that we... We're not even looking for God's goodness. We're not even looking for God to be working. 
I said this morning in Sunday school class, sometimes I get kind of tunnel vision. I'm a, I'm a very focused person, okay? Which is a positive in some areas of my life, and it's a negative in others. Uh, when I do something, I, whatever it is that I'm focused on, I, I devote just, I mean, intense focus, intense energy into whatever that thing that I'm focused on. But one of the problems is, is a lot of times I just ain't paying any attention to all the stuff that's happening in the periphery. So it's good if I need to be focused to be that focused person. Sometimes, you know, when you don't need to be focused, it's kind of bad because there's a lot of things going on around you ain't paying attention to. But that's, that's where I'm at. And, you know, back a few years ago, I will share this. And this was on my mind when we was in Sunday school class. I didn't share it, but... I'm going to share it now. Back a few years ago, I was uh, I was kind of in between uh, in an in between phase of my life. I'd, I'd been pastoring and I wasn't pastoring anymore. And you know, before that, I was evangelizing. I was always busy, but now I'm kind of in that phase where I had been pastoring, but people you know, weren't used to call me, so I, no one was calling me to preach. So here I am, and I'm not preaching anywhere. Right? I went for about six months. And I, I preached one time in six months, which was, whoa. That's a killer if you're a preacher and you're used to preaching a lot. I mean, it's like, wow, you know. And I'm sitting back, and, and, and I, I've shared this story before, but I, I think it's pertinent this morning. That I, I'm sitting back, and I'm like, wow, God, how could you do this to me? You know, why would you let this happen? Oh, well, you're a preacher. You shouldn't say stuff like that. I probably shouldn't, but I do. <laughs> right? God, how could you let this happen? And, and, and Lord, what, what's going on? And Well, maybe he, maybe he don't want to use me anymore, Stephen. That, that's why I was thinking. Well, maybe, maybe God's done with me. You know, he called me to preach and when I was young. He just wanted me to preach when I was young. Now that I'm older, you know, no one, no one needs me anymore. And, and maybe God's just done with me. So, I went on, and, and me and Mackenzie, we were coming back from Chillicothe. We'd been shopping. We were coming back from Chillicothe, and, and it was two of us Christmas shopping. This is one of the few times of the year it's just the two of us, so we could, you know, really talk. And when we was talking, we got on the conversation, and I, she hadn't realized that I hadn't been preaching a lot because, I mean, you know, she's, she's doing her thing and you know, she always supports me and stuff, but she hadn't really paid much attention, realized that, and I started talking to her about it. And as we're going there and her and I are, are talking about this, and, and it just kind of dawns on me that maybe the Lord's trying to teach me something in this. Maybe, maybe he's actually, he's just, he's trying to teach me something. This, this is the end of November, right? So, okay, I come home and I pray, and I'm like, Lord, if you're trying to teach me something in this, show me what it is so I can be done with it, right? Because that's, that's why I wanted to learn the lesson, not so I could learn the lesson, but so I could be done with the situation. And I, I start praying, oh, Lord, show me what it is, show me what it is. And, and I'm, I'm looking at that, and this problem, this issue, whatever it is. And, and I'm so focused on this. And, and finally... You know, this has went on for a few months, and I'm really just trying to figure things out. And I finally got to a place where, you know, I was helping. I was, you know, the church I was at, I was helping, just 
you know, kind of helping, helping other people get up and do their things and, and just being there, being a supporter. And, and one day I, I remember just sitting back and like, Lord, maybe that's just what you want me to do. Maybe you're just teaching me to support other people. Just to hang by. I don't have to be out front to, to live out your will for my life. I don't have to preach. I don't have to. But I can help other people do what it is that you've called them to do. And all of a sudden, I, when I, when I, I, just, I had a peace. I really did. I just had a peace kind of come over me. It's like, this is it. I'm, Lord, if this is it, I'm good with it. So that week, I, I really, you know, felt like I'd kind of made a breakthrough there. And that week, my wife gets a message on Facebook. It's from a lady at a church who wants me to come and preach. And this lady messages her and said, I've been trying to get a hold of your husband since November. We're around, we're in February now. Been trying to get a hold of your husband since November, but I didn't have a way to contact him, and it just hit me. Maybe I could message you through Facebook. Back when I had started praying, Lord, show me what it is you want me to do. The Lord, I'm focused on this thing, but the Lord is already out here working something out that I can't see. And just the moment when I get right where He wants me to be, just the moment I figure out the thing that he wants me to figure out, I said, okay, now it's time. Let me start opening some doors for you, Aaron. God is good all the time. Even when we don't understand why we're going through what we're going through, even though we think there's no rhyme or reason to, to the problem or situation, that there's no good that can come up, all things work together for good to them that love God and are the called according to His purpose. Listen, it's not working, it's not good, but it's working for good. Even when we can't see it. Even when I was struggling, God was working out the answer. He was working out my freedom. He, he, was, he was bringing something around that I couldn't even see. Ready and waiting for the day when He got me to the place He needed me to be door started opening this morning maybe you don't understand the place that you're at today you don't understand why you're in the situation you're in you don't understand why things are going on the way they're going on but I want you to know God is good and this morning as we sing if you have something you need to pray about I want to invite you to come and pray if you got you got a burden you're carrying this morning you can drop that bag. You can get, he, he died to take that away from you. He's borne your sorrows. He's, he's carried your griefs. You don't have to carry it around anymore. If you've got something you need to get rid of this morning, you can do that. Thank you for listening to the Stockdale UCC podcast. We hope this has been a blessing to you and that you will share this with your family and friends. For more information about Stockdale United Christian Church, please visit us at stockdaleucc.org and be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Stockdale underscore UCC.